Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 215 for the week of March 25th, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, freshly back from Brookfield, Wisconsin, where Midwest Gaming Classic was on. And with me was the lovely Anna Marie Neufeld. I don't have anything witty to say. Ah, it's okay. You should uh, be. You got Karaoke Revolution for $5, and that's all you need to know. Also with us tonight, uh, some people who aren't normally able to be on the show. I've got Sam Marcello, who can't talk. Hello, everyone. We're on a double date. <laughs> Along with, uh, I always met Eric, Eric, uh, Eric, Scott Walker. Yo. Who I want to call Eric for some reason. <laughs> That's okay. I kind of look like an Eric. Do you? Is that I don't know. You you, you can check my staff picture. You can decide how Eric I look. I should, I should do that right now. I'm worried now. All right. Scott Walker. Oh, yeah, you do look like an Eric. <laughs> new new poll for the front page. Does Scott look like an Eric? That's what I want to know. I totally approve. Oh, so... um. Sunday night, we got a chat room, a couple people in here, including the one and only Legendary Zoltan. Hey, Legendary Zoltan in the chat room. Didn't send in a segment for us this week, but that's okay, because he's a busy guy. And uh, it is our wrap-up from MGC. Anna and I were there all day today, so we'll get to talking to that when we get to our now playing. Um, and and I, ooh, right, I should probably start off with feedback. It's been so long. Feedback. Yay. From the forums, which is one of the places you can submit feedback. Men, Moenki, Moenki, Moenkai. I don't know how to pronounce that. Says, I'm going to call you Josh. Josh. We'll call him Josh. Yes. He looks like a Josh. Ease coming to Steam is just about the best gaming news I've heard recently. Not only that in itself, but also opening the possibilities of more JRPGs being released on PC. I don't own a PS3 or 360, and if it weren't for the great JRPGs I'm missing out on this console generation, there would be no need to get one. So, for instance, I'd love to see something like Valkyria Chronicles come out on Steam, which might be realistic because Sega seems to be active in porting many old Genesis up through Dreamcast games there, as well as recent ones like Sonic Generations. If we get together and make JRPGs on Steam successful, perhaps dreams like this will come true. Of course, there are many other games I'd love to see released this way. Ease 6 and 7 would be a good next step, but hopefully other Japanese developers follow through. Perhaps you can indulge a question on the next RPG cast. What JRPGs would you like to see released through Steam? There are so many choices. I know, there are a lot of choices. Hmm. I suppose one I would like to see, and it probably actually could work, is Valkyrie Profile. It's a side-scrolling game, and um, I mean, I just finished playing Fortune Summoners, which I didn't like at all, but as a side-scrolling action RPG, it worked really well. Mm -hmm. The only thing I see a problem with in the case of Valkyrie Profile is, I guess, matching the buttons up when you have to do the button mashy bits in the combat. Yeah. That might be tricky, but it would probably look so gorgeous on a PC screen because that game has, like, aged flawlessly. Valkyrie Profile? Yeah, it looks good still. On the PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, but it looks you, like a PlayStation game. It doesn't look like a PC game now. No, I don't... Like, I'm just saying, I think for a PSX game, I mean, it was really gorgeous looking. You put that maybe on PC, probably look really nice still. Very gray, though. It got really colorful in certain At times, parts. At certain times. 
unlike the five-hour dungeon run by a wizard. But other than that, you know. Well, you leave Lazard alone. He's, he's special. Don't pick on him. I I'm love pick, him. I'm picking on him. What are you no. going to do about it? <laughs> Come over there. Oh, don't do that. Uh-oh. He's coming over. Uh, <laughs> That's the only one off the top of my head I can actually think of. Anyone I could else think of. have a pick? Well, this is my conundrum, is that pretty much any JRPG I have an interest in playing, I have access to in some sort of format that yeah. I already have. I, I, I guess I kind of question the, the writer's motivations here. Um, if you're into console RPGs, why don't you own a console? Well, from <laughs> my, my guess seems to be that he's might be lagging a bit behind on the the... The big show TV consoles, but might be an avid PSP person. Hmm. Well, it's not just that he, you know, these are Falcom well, games, and Falcom games originate on PC. But he's had these on PSP, if that's the case, and he hasn't. Yeah, well, that's just it. And then Most to be excited all over before. again. I mean, he's already got all this, so I don't. I, I doubt he's in that category. Well, oddly though, I mean, with the releases, I mean, there's Oath and Falgana, which yes, we got on PSP, and this is pretty much just the PC version of it, but the other one is a brand spanking new Ease game. So I think that's why a lot of people are excited because it's not coming to a PSP. Yeah, it's true. not going on a console. So that's something actually worth being excited for if you like that series. I think a lot of people are also speculating that with Ease being on Steam, this is a good chance for Exceed to make the cash to port something like Trails in the Sky. But not just that, maybe get the localization money for Trails too. I, I would think that if Exceed was looking to get um, cash up front to fund other more niche products, would they really lead off with ease? There's yes. got to be something more broadly, broad market appeal than ease to go for, like some non-RPG, no? See, yeah, but how broad does Exceed ever go? Oh. Yeah, and that's the hard part is that, sure, they pick really unique RPG titles, but unique doesn't necessarily mean something that's an instant seller. Ease at least has a lot of popularity in North America from the people who are really vocal about it. That's it's still actually quite a big market. There's like so many Ease fans. I've met so many, like it's nuts. That being said, I mean there is potential possibility here just because of the fact that at least they could do it as a test market. Think about it. Oath and Falgana, like I said, it came out on PC first. This is a chance for PC gamers to have a taste of something that was originally on PC first in Japan. I mean, that was Falcom shtick for many years until they decided to try PSP development. So all these games had Japanese PC ports before they had PSP ports here, right? Yes. That, that, the ones that are currently coming out? They all out? originated on PC, every single yeah. one. So I think that's the real killer to the, the, the writer's question then, is that none of these aren't already PC ports that pre-existed these games. I mean, XC isn't much. really bringing these over at all. Um, it's it's not like a case with Carpe Fulger, for an example, where they're actually taking Japanese PC games that have never been released prior and putting them out on, you know, Steam. Like, hmm. it's not the same case, really. This is, we're taking a game we've already localized and just putting that translation into a Steam version. The Origins oh. one is a different case, just because, like I said, it is a new game in that series. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm sure, you know, at some point you're going to probably hear from Falcom. By the way, we're going to release it on PSP. I, I assume Because that's so. what Falcom does. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the good news about that whole thing is that the newer Ease games, since they tend to come out PC first, don't they? They'll In Japan. Maybe they'll come out here sooner. Yep. I think that this is this is an opportunity. And like I said, if anything, maybe this is the opportunity Exceed needs to push the possibilities for tits too and maybe maybe uh Exceed can start publishing the toho project games <laughs> oh god <laughs> i don't know if i like the sound of that but okay <laughs> someone has to publish the toho project games someone i think so <laughs> all right oh, what else we got besides here? it's hard it, from the looks of things it seems very hard not to succeed on steam exactly it does there seem are plenty hard of not to games out there on Steam that, you know, I truthfully didn't like, but they make lots of money, so I just go, okay, people. Dude, you like it, Steam I don't. has enough space to support two competing railroad simulators. This is true. That's pretty epic. <laughs> which, sell, which sell individual train pieces as microtransactions. Mm-hmm. I don't understand these games. <laughs> I have seen them played. They don't work. Wait, you just go wait, off wait, the which, rails. Which wait, the the railroad tycoon or something else? No, no, no. Like trains with a Z. Oh. So you don't like you don't. It's not even like you simulate running a railroad. It's just like the basement hobby railroad on your computer. Okay. Yeah, they're weird. Namos writes in and says, Slightly disappointed you guys didn't mention Anachronox is newly available on good old games. Not true. I put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> Gog can fight me. Oh, Anna doesn't like Gog. Why not? Doesn't work in Canada? Because they're stupid. We're closing and then just kidding crap. But they were just kidding. <laughs> you don't care. All right. Uh, well, for those of you who... Dude, they're giving me a copy of Anachronox. These guys earned some points. Isn't it Anachronox? It's... Why are we doing Anachronox? It's Anachronox. But, but it's Anachronism. Anachronox, right? We don't say Count Anachronism. Count how many ends are in the title, Chris. How Count... many ends? Anna one. <laughs> Just like in Anachronism. There, well, there are two. two ends in anachronism, Chris. Anachronox. Right. Yeah. Anachronox. You said one. Well, I, there's two still. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Either change way, how I pronounce it. <laughs> Either way, this is one of the three good games from Ion Storm. Check, right. Ion Storm, check it out. What, what was the other two? Thief and Deus Ex. All right. Deus Ex 1. Hmm. An ac- and I, I don't even know how to say, say it. Say it anymore. however I can't you want. say it. I can't say it anymore. Anacrumnema is five ninety nine on good old games. So now we've mentioned it, Namos, but he's not done with us yet. He's got a question for us. I've got mixed feelings about the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. And HD Upres is fine, I suppose, but I don't really trust Atari, and I don't know much about the Beamdog guys. I fear they're going to cause an inadvertent, inadvertent nostalgia side particularly in the case of Baldur's Gate 1. Beamdog is a bunch of ex-Bioware staffers. Yeah. Stop worrying. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what I was going to say. You probably don't have much to worry about. If anyone understands this, 
you'd think it'd be them. Also, it was also stated that it's Infinity Engine that's running these games. So it can't, they're not, not going to be able to change it too much. Not going first person or anything like that. So I think it'd be fine. All right. Ocelot writes in with our weekly questions. Dear RP gents and ladies, another week, another set of questions arrives at your doorstep. I knew you were hoping for cash prizes or an edible 3DS, which I really was hoping for an edible 3DS. I don't know about you guys. But alas, all I have to do for you is some quarrelsome queries. Number one, I'm finally getting Demon Souls this week. Any tips for staying alive? A curious game. <laughs> the only way to win Stop, is not to don't play, play it. <laughs> <laughs> Tips to stay alive. Don't play it. I'm glad Scott and I agree on this point. Uh, you won't stay alive, so there's no tips for you. Read a guide, I mean, this watch is, a video, give up. This is the game that the back of the box is prepared to die, and the strategy guide no, says no, prepare to Dark die Souls. less. No, that's Dark Souls. Oh, this is Demon Souls. Fine. Yeah, this is before they had all that. Yeah, well, it's a little easier if that's any No, better. it's not easier. No, eh. no, it's not easier. It seems to be easier. No. More, more people complain about dying in the new one than the first no. one. No, totally untrue. <laughs> no, you suck at it. That does not mean the rest of the world no, does. I mean, people don't complain any less or more about dying in this one than the first one. It's There you go. Zoltan says, play online and let your partner do all the work. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's how I would play. Yeah, or I'd I, go, Scott, you do it. I mean, it's hard to get a partner in that you know, though, right? No, you can just do my approach. Scott, you do it. Why? Because I said so. Oh, no, not that sort of partner. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't just, I usually you do. You just hand the controller over to him. Now you play. Yeah, that's... Like, you do it. <laughs> I think that's our official strategy guide tip. Hand the controller to someone else. Let them play. Watch the game. The end. I... All right. I truthfully don't have the patience for Demon's Souls, so I already know like where my strategies would be. Zoltan says you don't have to know them. There's lots of good players who's going to run around and try and help you because they're trying to do stuff in their own game, I guess. Because there are there reasons. If they beat the boss in your game, then they get to be get their life back and stuff. So you can do that. Just Sure. Yeah. Why not? I don't that know if that'll get you through the whole game, but... We've heard a lot in the last few weeks about Japanese game development going downhill. Regardless of whether this is hype, speculation, or truth, here's a different question. What country or region in the world, other than the U.S. or Canada, has seen the most explosive growth in good game development? Oh, I don't know this. I don't know Poland! <laughs> I've been told to yeah. keep my eyes on Brazil for game development. Yeah, they Brazil started and to India. get really... They started to get really big in the free-to-play market a couple of years ago, but the problem is, is um, in in the case of microtransaction games, one of the places that um, companies get the most amount of fraud from is Brazil. Hmm. It's a big issue. So it's like there are these cool games that are coming out of Brazil, and no one wants to localize them for the rest of the world because they don't feel there's a profit in them. Well, that's weird. Just put a region there. It's line. unfortunately. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but these games are made in Brazil. If you lock Brazilian players out of them. Well, because of... Yeah, but they're already published in Brazil. You're talking about bringing them to other countries. Well, they're developed in Brazil. They may or may not be published already in Brazil. Well, if they're not published already, how are they getting pirated? They're not getting pirated. Current MMO titles. Current free-to-play microtransaction titles, because it isn't just MMORPGs, have big issues with credit card fraud. There are certain areas of the world that the worst credit card fraud comes from. 
one of those areas, like top five, in the top five is Brazil. Oh, I think and once I'm, the developers see, hey, to, we'll give you a check like, if we can publish Brazil- your game. Yeah, they might- I apologize to all of our like Brazilian listeners. I'm not saying you guys all suck or anything like that. I'm saying from a business perspective, this is an issue that a lot of companies have had. Hmm. So Brazil, and I would say wherever the Witcher's out of. Which is Poland. That's Poland. That's why I said right. it, yeah. Boom. Um, yeah, there's I a Silent Hill games that were developed in Poland, too. There we go. The, the new one, Downpour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was... Sure or maybe that was in Czech. I don't remember. Somewhere in Europe. Number three, what's your stance on using FAQs and walkthroughs? When I have no patience, they're my best friend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem looking up. They have their uses, and just don't use it to play the game for you, because you know what? Then why'd you buy the game? Just watch a YouTube video instead. But uh, if if they're saving you, like, from an actual serious issue, or a bug in the game, or something, or it's your second playthrough, I don't know. Yeah, they have have good reasons for that. I needed one for some issues in Corpse Party, and I was really, really happy to have that around. So, it made my experience better. So... Hmm. Will Kidrickers for the 3DS be a day one purchase for any of the RPG crew? Why or why not? Um, yes, I will be getting that day one. Well, day two because Amazon won't deliver on Sunday, so it'll be Monday that it comes here. Did anyone else pick it up today? Absolutely not. Nope. I have you no need desire a to play stand that. To play it? No, you you this may a use a stand. Title. You may use a stand to play it. That game looks bad for somebody who suffers from rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. And because I suffer from rheumatoid arthritis, I don't feel the compelled why, to play a game, game with crampy fingers. Oh, because it's crampy it's fingers? It's the crampy finger syndrome. Well, that's like I, 3DS in general, in my opinion. I know. That's why I can't really play it for too long. I hate that like, system. I, like, I love my 3DS at the same time. It's one of those things where I can't play it for too long just because... For my wrist, it's it's pretty bad, mm-hmm. and I can't wear my brace and play it at the same time because my race my brace is bulky, so mm-hmm. it's hard. Sometimes. Well, you need to get like a video game compliant brace that gives you some support and lengthens the amount of time you can play, maybe. But maybe. not as bulky. I gotta look into that. You got a middle road. Maybe it's just one of those games where, like, I also truthfully, I just don't have an interest in it. It mm. looks really pretty, but it looks really frustrating. And from what the reviews I read, it's more on the frustrating side. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of know that for me, it's like, I don't have the patience for that crap. <laughs> I don't have the patience for something that I have to maybe possibly use a stand for and then have crampy finger syndrome. So Funit- I'll let somebody else play it and enjoy it. Funitmon says he beat the class 3D classic of Kid Icarus. Also Kid Icarus as a thing, finally after 23 years. So he's happy there's more Kid Icarus. Well, that part's great. Mm-hmm. I got nothing against that. I mean, we haven't seen him in so long. You could it's watch the nice. uh, you could watch the promotional anime videos on the on the <laughs> Nintendo channel. Have you seen any of those? It's so like dopey Saturday morning cartoon writing. It's uh, interesting, but oh, I think man, it's like I... it, it fully establishes the tone for the game, which is kind of irreverent and fun. So I'm hoping it'll be good. But uh, I I look forward to my weird stand and find <laughs> it out tomorrow. Or- Tuesday or something. All right. Uh, last question. My daughter turned one on March 23rd. What video game should I get her for her first birthday? Um, 
Oh man, there are so many really no, good no, Dora no. the Ex. What? For a one year old? Hell yeah! How about no video games. She can't for even talk. Man? I don't think it's time for video games. No, 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 no. You put Happy her in your lap. Robot. <laughs> and you have the controller in front of her, and she can bap at the controller while you play the game with her. Ah, so hey, she can, so have you seen like, the picture of McNean with his daughter on his chest? No, I haven't. And he's got the two keyboards in front of him because oh. she's playing on one of them, and then he's actually playing WoW for. He's like raiding on the other one. It's an awesome picture of McNean and his daughter. Oh. Nice. You can yeah. always get him Alfie the Phonics bot. That's what we did for my four-year-old nephew. <laughs> he called it his son. Hey, Sam. Yeah? I was playing Speak and Spell at the Midwest Gaming Classic. I love it. Oh, man. It was kicking my butt so hard. It was after she was fording rivers in um, Oregon Trail. Yeah, oh, I, played, I played the real Oregon Trail for the first time. Nice. Did you play hardcore? Nothing no. but grandfather clocks all the way. <laughs> what? Instead of bringing useful supplies, you just bring gla- grandfather clocks. Oh, no. This is how you play hardcore Oregon Trail. Yeah, somebody started the game, and I, I picked it up midway, so I don't know. They they must have prepared well, because I didn't seem to be put out or anything. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what are I- those for? <laughs> <laughs> you can just bring them. They're, they're, they're the schmuck bait item. That's so awesome. You're supposed to bring like bullets and portable water and food. <laughs> Instead, bring oh yeah, them. I stopped playing. Well, I had to flip the disc over to side two. <laughs> She's like, these flip over. I'm like, yes, they flip over. <laughs> I just remember the fact that the three, that the big floppy. It was a five and a, yeah, that's a five and a half inch. Yeah, I didn't. I for, I had totally forgotten those stupid things flip over. <laughs> yeah, Chris pulled it out and put it back in, and I I just left the game at that point because we were going through uh, the museum and I wanted to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that was good times. All right. Well, that's... Uh, I still say no video game or treat it like a storybook that you're... Re- it's really you playing. But, <laughs> hmm. I told I, you, get Alfie the Phonics bot. It's Alfie the, the Phonics thing we ever, bot. It's the greatest what, what thing we ever did. Sesame Street Tim Schafer thing? That could be cool. Actually, yeah. No, that's for, that's for like a four-year-old. No, it's not for adults. It's for... <laughs> it's for I think the Disney one is more popular, though, isn't it? Double Fine Happy Action Theater is actually popular with kids who can move. I, I know that, but... Hmm. We played Just Dance a lot yesterday. Less. You played what? Just, Just Dance? Dance yesterday with my nephews. Uh... One got dinged in the head with the Wiimote, but he was fine <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> They're resilient. They're young. No, he really wasn't. He sat there and sobbed for like 20 minutes That's and we normal. just ignored him because we knew he was crying for attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. In the real world, kid, nobody cares when you're hurt. <laughs> Time to train well, you now. Well, it got to the point where my poor aunt apologized maybe 20 times and he goes, I don't like you because you hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made him drink a V8 juice. No. Oh. No, we met the worst parent of the year at at Midwest Gaming Convention this this weekend. Who decided oh, no. to start an argument with his child? Who's like thirteen? Was like or maybe 13, no, 14? No, not yeah. that old. She was like maybe twelve. I don't think so. She she was old. Well, whatever. She was somewhere she between was twelve and fourteen. Table crying. Yeah, she's 
So he reduced his daughter to tears over a bottle of V8 juice that she had ordered ostensibly and ended up not liking. And she's like, I don't want to finish this. And her dad decided, this is a lesson in life that you need to learn, that sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And, and that thing is drink yes, this tomato is drink, juice? Yes, drink tomato juice. This will build your character. And he, he w- went on rants about how, you know, this is your mom's fault because she raises you like a little baby and you're so spoiled and you never have to do anything you don't want to do. So apparently this is some big divorce argument that he's taking out on his child, you know? <laughs> and we're watching yeah. the guy berate. I can't believe you're, you're in tears over a bottle of juice. And I just wanted to stand up, punch him in the face and say, she's in tears because you're an a-, a-, a jerk. You're an ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I love my nephew dearly. It was just a case of Stevens an attention whore. Yeah, he really is. And it was a case of, you know, we, 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 we cooed and cawed you for, you know, the few minutes, and then you still decided to go an extra ten. I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> now you're in overtime. <laughs> it's like, now you're in overtime. Meanwhile, we're all like, okay, we're going to keep playing Just Dance. And you can either like it or lump it. See, but you didn't and harass then he wanted him to play until again. we stopped, so... You know, you well, it didn't matter. Just... He stole my game. He took it home with him. Oh, <laughs> that was the best part. You oh, know, he, he won leave, in the end. And he was like, you know, can I have this? And I <laughs> said, well, you know, you know, I bought it today. And he goes, okay, I'm taking home. Bye, Auntie. What? <laughs> he Do you no not know how to say sharing. no? <laughs> no, well, I, he said I he could borrow it, and then he started crying. Because <laughs> so like, fine. You that's what it. you do when you say maybe. I guess is you also cry mm-hmm. wow we can't win with this child so it was just kind of like yeah whatever go for it well you already know i don't know we so it's not like it was a all big you had to do was put up with 20 more minutes of crying and you could have had your game back you know that's okay that's it was okay. one of those not things where, no like truthfully it was i bought it because my dad wanted to see what it was and for you know Wow. 20 bucks to me it wasn't oh, a big it was only deal. 20 bucks okay it's like 20 bucks so i'm, <laughs> I'm like thinking okay, like a 50 dollar wii game <laughs> no 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 um so you know he wanted to try it and he thought well if the boys want to try it you know why not yep and then stevie liked it and then stevie said okay it's mine now but did mikey like, like it i don't know he mm. acted like he didn't but oh. he did all oh right. yeah, the older one was bad. He was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I like this. And it's just like, Matthew, shut up and just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to him. Like, just shut up and have some fun. And he's like, I don't know. So when I did it, after, as soon as I did it, he was all over it. He was like, yeah, I Yay. have to I'm yeah. like, how hard is it to just listen to Auntie? Well, and do remember, it's important to be cool, Auntie. So. I'm I'm not the cool one, though. Scott is. They like oh, him better right. than me. I'm usually the one who puts my foot down. Did Scott play the game? No. no, no. He's smart that enough to stay away. Losers. Yeah. See, <laughs> if he played the game, he wouldn't look like an Eric anymore. So, yeah, that's very important. Yes, <laughs> I need to maintain my a minimum la- level of Ericness <laughs> at all times. Ericnicity. All right, Disgaea three. Here's some news for you guys. The pre-order of Disgaea three is now available. Uh, not the game, just the pre-order. As a bonus, if you pre-order the game, you're going to get a six-inch by six-inch microfiber cleaning cloth and bo- as a special special bonus if you uh, read this story on our website you'll get the British spelling of microfiber which is awesome Awesome! <laughs> I love it <laughs> the, the game comes out uh, April 17th so go do your pre-order now and just so you know uh, unlike the PS3 version you'll get lots of, well 
Okay, not unlike, but in addition to all the stuff in the PS3 version, this Vita version comes with a bunch of DLC that was on the PS3 version and, uh, and multiple features such as touch controls and additional scenarios. Oh my goodness, there's so, so much DLC for this game. I just keep wondering what I should do because I didn't play. I have Disgaea 3 on PS3. I did not play it yet. Should I buy the Vita version to play it or not? We had this. We had this discussion already, Chris. You you have to decide whether you want to be able to play Disgaea at home, on your couch, or at home on your toilet. Well, the question is more one of should I buy it this way because it'd be cheaper than buying all the DLC for the PS3 version? Well, most of the DLC is just extra characters from like previous games, so right. it depends on how. So, how much do you love the cast of Disgaea Two? Well, um, is the real question. Yeah, not enough to buy them. No, I don't. I don't care about character DLC. I do care about s- additional scenarios and stuff like that, though. Um, because that's like more story stuff. Yeah, but doesn't this game have enough? I don't know. I don't know. That, do. I, I honestly don't know. I can't answer because I don't know that. So okay, that's my. That's where it breaks down for me. Do you know? There's. I know there's extra story scenarios that are from the PS3 version, and I know those are in there. Yeah. I don't know if there's any special extra scenarios, so they haven't really said. It says additional scenarios in the story as, here. Yeah, but that also could be from the same PS3 content. Oh, you think it's the PS3 DLC? Yeah, just. You know, like it, like the Rasp oh, Barrel oh, stuff. Oh, oh, and Seraphim Kitten knows. The Rasp yeah. Barrel chapters were extra story. Then the Vita one has two new characters with their own stories. Well, there you go. So but I don't know who these characters are, and do I care about these stories? Are they good? See, I, Seraphim says you should you should get it and then tell us how the extra content is. No, no. I'm not going to review this for you. I need somebody to review the extra content for me. That's what I'm asking for. So maybe I'm you just sure. have to wait. And this is probably the opposite effect that most people listening to a, a RPG podcast are. They're, wait, no, you're supposed to review for us. And I'm like, no, no, this, this is what we call listener interaction. Yes, listener interaction. I'm, I'm assigning the review to you. You want to know what it's like to be at an RPG news site? You, you've just been assigned a review. I expect it by Monday. Well, we are getting a review for this one, and oh, I'm good. sure if we ask the person very nicely maybe they will check out the extra content and maybe tell us how it is. You'd hope they would. That's like why you... How would you do a review of the the new version without focusing on the additional features? Well, if it takes, you know, 150 hours to get to it... I didn't say being a reviewer (laughs) wasn't easy. It's a lot of work. And that I... Well, you know, as a reader, the the thing I want to consume from a review is to different how does this game differentiate i think the extra content is really important but it is then again all our reviewers are volunteers and they don't have unlimited time it's, so it's i should be just, sympathetic it's more of a if it takes a hundred hours to get to said extra content or if it's paid content that nobody wants to buy you can't really make them mm. however i completely agree with you yeah you know if there's hey, additional Sam. content y'all on a tangential note yeah. yes. Chris and I were talking before the podcast and he was confused why we put up reviews of obscure games that we suck got, we got a letter about that that I chose not to read on the air this week I was going to tackle it next week but yeah, but yeah someone wants to know retro reviews none of the people that yeah. we normally have on our panel are major reviewers yeah, I was hoping Michael so. be on he'd be able to give a defense but yeah um, retro reviews Michael doesn't run the site but no he, other Michael 
No, Cunningham. No, well, I was saying, no, it, well. it doesn't matter. So the letter was retro reviews. Why do we put up so many retro reviews with scores of two and a half out of five? Shouldn't we focus our retro review energies on reviewing unheard of, lesser known games that are actually really good so that the reader is in, you know, gets the service of finding about about new games that they really should play instead of new games that they didn't hear of before that they probably really shouldn't play. Okay, and I will gladly answer this question. In terms of retro reviews, first off, uh, currently only one person has been doing them lately, and that is Mike Minky. Mm-hmm. Second of all, no, he wants to re- Gaijin that does them. He does. I will get to him in a second, though. Oh, okay. Sorry. There's something a little bit different there. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Mike Minky's case. He likes to review everything that he plays, and he likes to review it to completion, and in most cases he's playing the game for RPG Backtrack. Ah. That's why you see stuff from him for stuff that's upcoming for Backtrack. You'll see a review, and that's it. In Gaijin's case, Gaijin likes to review import titles that he thinks are unique or interesting, um, and he plays whatever he feels like and then reviews it. So we don't really have control over what he chooses to do Personally, I don't want to have control over what he does because I like a lot of the stuff that he posts about. There's some weird stuff from Japan that you're just you're never going to see here. So apparently, so it's interesting to see that stuff. What's going on is that Backtrack likes to focus on really bad game series, and <laughs> just lately, apparently. just lately, and We've had a run Gaijin, of junk on Backtrack, and unfortunately, Gaijin also has really bad taste in import titles. <laughs> Well, Gaijin actually has gotten some good stuff lately. Okay, He's actually not right. the one I think being referenced. I, I'm right, pretty so this sure is it's Mike being referenced in this case because, right. I mean, he's decided recently that he just wanted to play Thousand Arms, so he did, and he didn't like it. Then he <laughs> played Soccer Wars 5. He has two library before he goes to Australia. Exactly. He's trying to get through as much of that as possible. Uh, I, I told him personally, I said, why are you playing Thousand Arms when I sent you Persona 3, which is a better <laughs> game? He said... Well, it's Red Company, so clearly it has to be decent. And I said, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything, sweetheart. <laughs> and just so he knows, we don't need another review of Persona 3. So, no, yeah. we really don't. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I sent it to him, you know, because I said, you know, this is a really fun PS2 game. It's one of my favorites. You know, enjoy. I don't, I mean, I never would ask anybody to review anything. That's not my job. That's Michael's job. Fun. Um, on the case of indie games, though, that is my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, I always try to games. be fair with those. I try my best to be completely fair and honest because most of these people want reviews of their games and they want it treated on the same. I'm sorry. Indie RPGs, I'm going to say, with the exception of like the, the Cthulhu Saves the World team, they're pretty much doomed. Because what uh, I've the learned. The problem is, is that it isn't us that's forcing the comparison. It's the developers. The indie people come to us and go, "I want you to judge this the same way you judge no. a Final Fantasy game." I mean, but the problem so is, these people—they okay. just don't have the writing staff and the writing talent that they need no. to make a good RPG, and it's just—it shows. Uh, you know there was what? that $25 game that was on the podcast last week, yes. and I, I downloaded that and started trying to play it, and was like, this person can't even hold to the period that the game is set in. It's just, this writing is 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 bad, and you want more. I can get games with writing of this quality and RPG Maker titles for like $5, and you want me to pay $22 for this? Are you crazy? Yeah, <sighs> no, and I, I completely agree with you. And I have a policy about the indie games. I purposely tell them, if you want a review, I'm not spending money on your game. 
I'm sorry because I'm putting my my oh, well, hard earned I mean, time into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's reasonable. No, I've had a few who have actually they expect you to buy it that they want me to buy it, and I told them absolutely not. <laughs> it's like if you're asking, you know, our wonderful staff. But don't you to understand? Put time into your game, the artistic integrity sorry. is ruined if you don't give me cash. Well, this is it. It's like I'm sorry, I I refuse. I won't. That's kind of an odd request. I've had it a few times. It's like you realize that's how game reviews work: is we get sent them because we spend all our time playing. Then, oh, never mind. You know what? <laughs> like I said, I always try to be fair and impartial. If it's something that I feel like, if I talk about it with Michael and stuff, and I feel that it's not going to interest our readers. I don't bother with it. I just tell them, you know, sorry, but we're not interested. Uh, And lately I actually did have to close the... uh, I saw that, yeah. I had to do it because unfortunately, like right now, with there's a lot in my personal life right now that I just, I can't. You can't handle them. Well, we need to get other people besides you. There's too many. Yeah. Um, That being said, I mean, I've had some help actually lately, so that's, it's not so bad. Um, Alex Fuller has been an absolute sweetheart. Mike Minky has been helping out. So, I mean, they've been great about it. Yeah. And I can't complain. And you know what? I tell them, be as brutally honest as you want. That's what they want. They want to know what can they improve on. Well, I can tell all of them. Other other than the West guy. That was a a case. Which one? Oh, West? I couldn't win. I couldn't win either way. Yeah, he didn't want to hear bad news, and that's what he got. Um, It didn't matter how nice I was there. (laughs) I I really am curious, besides the Cthulhu guys, who else has good writing in their indie RPGs? Because there's got to be some. Carpe Fulger. Carpe Fulger. Carpe well, Fulger but that's games not have, their games, really, is it? It's but, not their games. Oh, but, but they're doing the localization, I mean, so they are doing the writing. I they suppose. they are doing a lot of the writing in this case, and it's really good for the most part. Um, okay. One I did play that was really good last year that I quite enjoyed was called Faded Haven, and yes, it is an RPG Maker game. But unlike a lot of the RPG Maker games, this guy's from the states, so there was proper grammar and proper spelling, and I was so thrilled because the story was actually kind of interesting. And I, I actually remember I gave him like a 3.5 because I said, you know, even though this is an RPG Maker game, I was actually impressed by how well thought out your story was. I said, how well you, you thought your puzzles out. Like, it was actually really well done. So, you know, there are cases where you come across something that's like, oh, hey, this is actually pretty good. But then I played one like Cilia, and that was one of the most dreadful experiences I had ever had playing an indie game. Mm-hmm. Where it was just boring. The writing was asinine i think i sat there and i said to scott a couple times i'm like god i feel like this is the land of baby talk and i want to kill myself and it it is it really does boil down to writing if you can't construct a proper sentence and then you publish a game (laughs) no my problem is not not being able to construct a proper sentence they were making proper sentences it was just not good writing no and and that's the thing i mean sometimes you can have good grammar and not be a good writer it's just one Look of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that bad, Chris. You're actually pretty good. At <laughs> you what? Just don't give what do I write? Credit. What do I write? And you that's do good. Write. Oh, when I, you like when I write? Some people. I had a lot don't of fun. I had a lot of fun writing an, a preview piece out of E3 one year where I uh, did it in the vein of a of a reporter inside of a superhero universe where the superheroes are real, and I really liked that. That was fun. I don't know if anybody else liked it. That's one of the finest things I've written for the site. Oh, well, uh, before I'm writing my goodbye letter for the site, I should probably keep the podcast moving so that, you know, I still have one next week. goodbye (laughs) letter. I I was trying, well, like I'm being fired or something, but that just, that was an awkward joke. See, comedy's hard. Writing sucks. All right. Miss of Pandaria. 
Who wants Miss of Pandaria? Anybody in this room? It was a bad well, joke, Sultan. You know I'm not the... leaving. Um, Mess of Pandaria. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that on my end. Yeah, you you want it. I want it. We're, we've got access to the beta in theory, at least soon, because the uh, annual pass gives us so. Yeah, started. Uh, people started getting invites on Friday. All right. So if you are, so that's the news, really. If you're an annual pass holder, um, if you're in the press, if you're fan site, friends and family, and some people who just went to the battle.net site and clicked opt into betas, which go find that, do that, if you uh, aren't in any of those other categories, they will be invited to the beta very soon. Some people started getting in on Friday, and that will continue, and then you can go get in the beta and see the pandas. Yay. Something to do while waiting for the May 15th release of Diablo 3, right? I like pandas. You like pandas? You should play the new WoW. But I don't like MMOs, and I don't have computers that run you, MMOs How very can well. you not Sam, have a computer that can run there, WoW? Sam, there are, like, pieces of driftwood duct taped together <laughs> that can run WoW now. Really? Really. I, I'm just I'm scared. Well, I'll hold your hand, darling. <laughs> I'm sure Scott knows his way around a video card. He can help you. If okay. not, ask Eric. He might. Know. All I really, all I really want is just the cute little pandas. Do you think they'll make panda plushies? Because I want one. <laughs> I don't think you. These are too humanoid of pandas to really make a good plushie, in my opinion. Oh. I mean, there's plenty of panda plushies out there in the world. I'll just go get one of those. The female pandas in the game are are are, are neat. They aren't uh, as like stupidly curvaceously formed as the rest of WoW's anti-real woman image stuff. So that's nice, at least. Which is to say, they have um, a lot of padding. If you know what I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. Dot hack versus PS3 fighting game. That was an awkward topic change. I'm just trying to say they finally have. My point was WoW finally has fat women, but I didn't want to say that. So <laughs> WoW finally has fat women in it. Woohoo! Curvy or and sensitivity, yes. Christopher. <laughs> I'm trying to say they're being more open to like reality instead of this anorexic girl stuff they've had been going on forever. And but it only you have never played a Tauren, have you? That oh, all right, so Torrens, you're right. The Torrens had it first. Hmm. All right, Dot Hack versus PS3 fighting game. So if you've been waiting for a new Dot Hack game, uh, well, you probably need to keep waiting because this probably wasn't what you were looking for. But like the Persona fans are getting satisfied with a fighting game, you too, as a Dot Hack player, are getting a fighting game called. Uh... Oh, there's no name for it yet. And I think it might just be Dot Hack versus. Yeah, Dot Hack versus, and oh, I guess that is it. And the is there's an upcoming Dot Hack movie. Inside another fighting game. Yeah, there's a Dot Hack movie, Dot Hack the movie, and it'll come with the game. So I didn't know this was happening, but yeah, I don't know if it's is coming out here. Though. Inside another movie. Yeah, it looks like no U.S. Yeah, inside another movie. No, so Dot Hack the movie coming with Dot Hack versus. And no U.S. release confirmed for this yet, either the movie or the fighting game. So, uh, all right, whatever. Uh, and in the in the realm of whatever, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two is getting Mass Effect Three armor. 
creepy. Isn't that what Wait, you were waiting for? What? Whatever. Yeah, seriously, you get to walk around in your N7 armor. Yep. It's a it new makes DLC. Total sense. Yes. <laughs> It'll be uh, three bucks. Um, but don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Um, because in addition to this, they also announced that they're going to release another DLC package that comes with uh, Altros and Typhon from Final Fantasy VI. Funga! So, perpetual favorite bosses from that game going to show up in Final Fantasy XIII too. You can beat them, and I assume you can get them in, in your party in that third character slot. Though I don't really know, because they'd be huge. So, I don't know how that works in XIII too, because I haven't gotten there yet, but... Uh, you'll be able to play them at least as a challenge, and look forward to that. I'm going to be picking that up. Obviously, my avatar's name is based off Final Fantasy VI, so I'm kind of into that game, as you might guess. I may have changed my message board icon already because of this DLC content. You know, just maybe, maybe, yeah. So waiting for that. Baldur's Gate. Oh, we didn't talk about this earlier. We should have. Uh, you know those Beam Dog guys that are made up of uh, Bioware people, old Bioware people. They're making that Baldur's Gate HD remake. They also let us know that, hey, Enhanced Edition coming to iPad. So if you don't want to play on PC, you want to play on the go, and you have an iPad, you'll be set to go. You'll be able to play it right there on your iPad. So look forward to that if you are an iPad user. Anybody going to try that out? Anyone else have an iPad other than me? No. No. Okay. No. Well, Well, I will be, I guess I will take the role of RPG hipster and try playing that game on my iPad when it comes out. Right after I decide whether or not I'm giving Square Enix another $18 for a Chaos Rings game, the answer is no. It's called, no, no you're I'm not. not. No, I'm not. Because that's stupid. <laughs> yes, it is stupid. $18 is a dumb price, and yes. Square Enix needs to learn that Square Enix tax is not a good thing. Um, you know what? I assume that they have learned that it works anyway. Yeah. Yes, because people are silly. And- <laughs> See, this is this is the problem: is Square Enix tax will work as long as people pay Square Enix tax. Yeah, and the sad part is, even though I know I have a superior version of Final Fantasy Tactics that I was able to uh, that I bought for my PSP, and I just re-bought again at, for five bucks off the sale, so they have a legal digital version of it. Um, even though I have that superior version of Final Fantasy Tactics, I may still spend the money to get it on the iPad because you know what? I really kind of want it on the iPad. <laughs> And, so and, if it can work for tactics, I'm sure they can get me in somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Well, just, speaking of stupid and Final Fantasy, theatrism yeah. is coming to the U.S. Dude, it's not stupid. You shut your mouth. It has a bunch of awesome Final Fantasy songs in it, and it's a rhythm action game, and I love those. I am so buying this as soon as it comes out. So there. What system is it for, anyway? 3DS? Um, 3DS 3D- with DLC. Figure that one out. A bazillion DLC songs in it, and I have no idea how much it would cost to buy all the all the mu- music. And I'm really sad because I would probably end up buying all the music. So it'll be out in the summer. No, <laughs> no one's excited for this other than me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, Anna is, huh? The Heat Rhythm is a uh, 3DS Zoltan. Ask in the chat rooms at PS3. No, it is not. It would be awesome if it was PS3 and you could hook it up to a nice big stereo system, but no, it's for your 3DS. So put in a pair of headphones. Wait, wait. This just clued me in. It's like, wait, you're putting out a music game on a portable, on the yeah. portable with the worst sound system available I, right now? Well, I don't know. Are 3DS specific games, do they have bad sound? Because I don't think that they do. 
Maybe they do. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the speakers in general. I'm yeah, sure if you had, nope, had to. Yeah, absolutely right. Those speakers are, speakers are not special. But, like, I mean, I'm, even, even I'm sure on an iPad. I'm sure if you rocked headphones, it'd be fine, but. Even on an iPad or an iPhone, they're like, just plug your headphones in. Wow. Yeah, what, what was the game that I was playing that was like, you should plug your headphones in to play this? I can't tell you because it's almost every game nowadays. <laughs> no, it like, actually says it at the start of the game. I know. Oh, no. that, it was Infinity Blade. There's a lot of games that say that. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other than Draw Something doesn't say that, but any like experience, like console-style experience, anything nice, is like, you, you, should, you should put headphones in because then, then the sound won't suck. So do that. And they devote a screen to that. Funitmon is saying, I ain't paying 40 bucks for a game that's like to be ported to iOS. He thinks the heat rhythm will be ported to the iPhone, and that would be a very smart thing for Square Enix to do, but I bet there's a, at the very least an exclusivity period, if not an exclusivity promise, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. This summer, Final Fantasy Music will be coming out of my 3DS. And something secret will also be out. So Square Enix has a new teaser site. Ooh. And you can see it at cc2012.square-enix.co.jp and says secret title 2012 summer coming. And So, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll tie into the end of what you're saying. Okay, so there's a slight translation from the folks over at Andrea saying. says there's a list of keywords like crystal and summons along with Olden, Titan, and Diablos. Masaki Hiroka and Yusuke Naura are credited with illustrations. The trailer also lists 20, summer 2012, which we assume is the release time frame in Japan. And it also says details will be released soon, and there's some content, uh, concept art. And that's all we know. Except. Oh, so I want to say thanks to Dormagon down the forums for digging this up. Um, this, this is oh, a quote from the, the Dissidia Ultimania Guide which yeah. was published about a year ago. Yeah. During the creation of Dissidia Duodeshim Final Fantasy, the battle system director, Take- Takeo Kujiraoka, okay. attempted to consult with Hiroyuki Ito about the fighting style of Van due to Ito being busy leading development of a large-scale, unannounced project. Um, Kujiraoka could only reach him via email. Which means what? Um, well, they've been working on it at least a while. Yeah. But what, how does that help? So they've um, been working on it a people while. People <laughs> have been, there's been a lot of talk that this Ito guy is going to be the director for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Well, they wouldn't just half announce Final Fantasy Fifteen. Why not? If they half announced everything else. They half announced fourteen. They fourteen had they an did announcement. They not half announced fourteen. Announcement. Half. It was not half announced. Final Fantasy fourteen was fully announced as a surprise with a new trailer for thirteen. Mm. I was sitting there in the audience when he did it. <laughs> then was it thirteen? They had a Final Fantasy game recently where they had like an announcement about an announcement. And, and about as soon as the announced as, it, as soon as the Sony press conference was done, they uh, they set up this emergency Square Enix press conference. Come on over. We know you have questions. We'll answer everything you have. And they did, like, full on. Like, here's all the stuff oh. we can tell you about 14. I have done some digging, and apparently they have also just registered a new domain mm-hmm. called crystalconquest.jp. So, so you scrolled down crystal- to the first comment of that article I linked, didn't you? 
hey, <laughs> this is way more than the journalistic effort I put in. Normally, I just wait for the press releases to just show up in my RSS feeds, and I'm like, that yes. is news. Done. So, yes, a new DNS site has been registered for crystalconquest.jp, which totally fits in with the CC2012 that the website uses at as its uh, host name. So is that Crystal Conquest? Does that mean like um, Crystal Chronicles kind of sort of thing coming back? Or maybe something new? I guess we'll see. But it, it does mean it's not Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. Um, why? Because Final Fantasies don't have subtitles. Unless Crystal, unless Crystal Conquest is the new like Fabula Nova Crystallis, which still hasn't finished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would Me. Anna. If we get Final Fantasy fifteen before fourteen verse or thirteen verses comes out, I'm going to explode. <laughs> I will remember to pack an umbrella for yes. that day. <laughs> Don't worry. If it was a real numbered Final Fantasy, they'd announce it, and then we'd have to wait six years. And uh, these guys wouldn't be doing the illustration. So yeah, uh, that's that's what I, I mean. I was gonna say they make poor Nomura do it. Yeah, which Nomura, I'm sick of seeing his stuff. And the promotional stuff would all be done by Amano. So yep. So, I don't know. So don't think that might be the case. I don't think so either. Mm, but I the don't have my is, fantasy. <laughs> The artwork, though, is really pretty. And you still have 13 and 13.2 to play, so what are you worried about? You don't need 15 Mm -hmm. yet. You also still have Heavy Rain to play, Anna. No, she doesn't well, need Final to play. No, you don't have to play Heavy Rain. You don't have, you don't to, have to play, play Heavy, heavy Rain. rain. You don't have well, at to. some point, it has to come back to my house before a certain Scottish woman starts storming and wondering where the hell her game is. Wait, wait, wait. I thought I was keeping it so that she couldn't play it anymore. Yeah, that was okay, the goal, just hang on to it, but don't mean play I'm it. <laughs> This is true. I have to keep that hidden, but I don't want to deal with the wrath either. So I don't know what I'm going to do here. You know yeah, what? Totally, to- it, it gets totally heaped on me. Yep. Let's just send. <laughs> let's just send it to Guzex. Then nobody can be responsible. <laughs> All right, Wasteland Two. This is the sequel to the RPG that inspired the original Fallout games. I believe it's been fully funded on Kickstarter now. Yeah, I think it's some time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like at one and a half million, they needed like a lot less than that, didn't they? So they said the extra money is going to be used for Linux and Mac ports. And they also said, hey, we are not porting this to consoles. Okay, so. okay, okay. No, no, no. Chris, you don't read this the right way. Oh, okay. This is how you're supposed to read it. Oh, all right. The PC Western developed RPG is going to be a PC Western developed RPG. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! This is news! Oh. Seriously. Well, actually, as a total tangent, um, there's, a, there's a bill in U.S. Congress, Congress right now that will amend uh, what it takes to be considered an officially invest, an investor, which would allow crowdfunding sites to uh, pay out dividends rather than just operate on what is legally a definition model, or a donation model. Wait, what? Ew. I don't know what that means. I don't means. like that idea at all. No, isn't that a good thing? I, I'm not sure well, if it's a bad it, thing. It's kind of a good thing, but basically, instead of... Right now, under legal definitions, if you give money to Indiegogo or Kickstarter and you get something out of it, that's you donating and them giving you a gift. It's like a PBS telethon. Right, right. Right now, there is a crowdfunding bill in U.S. Congress that would allow it to operate like investing. So mm. you put five bucks down on a project and it becomes profitable, 
you can get money out of it. Yeah, but my concern is is if the game ends up not coming, if the project ends up funded but falling through, you can then sue them. And yep. that's horrible. That is a, a crap thing to do. Well, d- the bill wouldn't say it has to be that way, would it? No, well, but if that's it ends it up making it work exactly it's like true. investing, that could how could be how it breaks down. Wait, wait, wait! You're saying that the the crowdfunding bill would would ban the ability to do donation style campaigns, though. It would, it would open it up to investment, and with investment comes the possibility of litigation. Yeah, but everyone could just say we're not going to do investment. Yeah, I, I mean, it's in most developers' best interest not to have it be investment based, because then you don't have uh, you know three thousand hands in the pie, so to yeah. speak. So, I, I guess I I don't see if if this can't, bill went through and made it legal to do investment style crowdfunding. I can't see most people doing it unless it was like we're only accepting donations that start at ten thousand dollars, and you'll get a return and blah 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 blah. You know, but. I don't know. I hope so. I guess I'm hoping it doesn't force them to treat it like investment because that would kind of suck. Well, I'm sure it'd just be an option. And it actually sets an interesting legal precedent where people can become investors without being accredited, which requires a million dollars. Is that? I didn't know there were those sorts of restrictions on being an investor. Yeah, that's why you have to do it through something else. Even if I go online and like set up an E-Trade account, E-Trade's doing it for me yeah. because E-Trade as a corporate person has become an accredited investor. Oh, you mean as far as a listed investment in a listed company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So private companies can kind of take investments from whoever they want, I believe. Yes and no. The problem is, is most people that are willing to invest are only willing to invest um, – if you're asking for a lot of money, that sounds very contrary, but yeah. it's true. Um, like one of my friends that's in California was trying to get together $2.5 million to make basically a new social engineering game. And they were having trouble They were having trouble finding funding because all of the investors were like, well, we don't care about you unless you want $10 million or more. <laughs> that's funny. Um, it sounds like they – See, they should be looking for angel investors, I would think. Yeah, no, these these were angel investors. These were angels. Oh, yes. So, and and they finally what they finally ended up doing is they finally ended up like out of a group of 10 people with 25 million dollars that they wanted to do an angel investment with, they pulled two of them out individually and they became their angel investors. Wow. I don't even know if that's legal. <laughs> Who knows? I I yeah. We're not a finance show, so we should probably stop talking finances. But uh, the point is, Wasteland 2, not going to get a console port. Sorry. And I don't blame them, because who wants to port awkward PC-focused control schemes over to the console? I mean, come on. Give me a break. Give me a break. Well, and the the whole reason Wasteland 2 went to Kickstarter to fund itself is not that they couldn't find people to do it find a regular publisher to do it it's that they wanted to make an old school pc style game which publishers didn't want them to do they wanted them to make fallout mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. zoltan says he wants awkward pc style controls on his ps3 games so there you go zoltan will be your angel investor so ask him for your <laughs> two and a half million dollars to make your console game mass effect 3 more news than that you know the face import issues that affect people who had Xbox? Isn't this you, Sam? Were you? Did this happen to you? 
or no? No. Okay. Mine actually turned out pretty good. <laughs> okay, so people who used non-default shepherds in Mass Effect 1 on 360, imported to Mass Effect 2, and didn't alter the face in any way, and then tried to import it into Mass Effect 3, had issues, and that's getting fixed in the next patch. So, good for you. Everyone else didn't notice this, or just switched their face back to default shepherd, um, or remade it from scratch, and they don't care about this. And that's our news for the week. What a slow news week. Hey. Yep. Um, We're missing something. What? What? We're missing MMO in a minute. Oh. I was going to sneak in something about Song of Ice and Fire, but whatever. Wait. What is there about Song of Ice and Fire? Uh, The tabletop games getting a new edition. Oh. We saw that at MGC. People were playing it. We didn't try it because it looked really long and boring, but people were playing it. There was also a Game of Thrones game. That's the one. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Song and Ice and Fire is Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. And I got to make a crappy sweater joke. Oh, yeah. Okay. And with that, let's start. MMO <laughs> in a minute. All right, Anna, go for it. Okay, top headlines for the week of March 18th through March 24th. Digimon Masters has huge update, adds three new Digimon. World of Tanks making lots of money. Um, in fact, they say they're making... Lots of millions, let's put it that way. Uh, Runes of Magic, Chapter 5, to include New Race, the Dwarfs. Brick Force runs stress tests, closed beta tests successful. Vindictus, Vindictus Raid update. Uh, three new dungeons requiring 16 to 24 players. Blizzard discusses the World of Warcraft future with GameSpy alongside the Start of the Mists of Pandaria, closed beta test. D&D Online, not dead, actually adding Druid class. Ragnarok Online celebrates numerous milestones, including 75,000 likes on their Facebook. I'll try not to laugh at the numbers that I've made instead. Vanguard is the next uh, Sony Online Entertainment game to go free to play. And Terra's next lore book has been officially released. Boom. That was a minute. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. MMO in a minute, everybody. MMO in a minute. All right. So it's time to start talk about what we've been playing. And Anna, well, do oh. you want to start with what all we bought at uh, at the Midwest Gaming Classic? Yeah, because that's year? really more interesting. Because I've just been playing more Hot Shops Golf. I don't know if you actually played anything this week. Um, I have a little bit. Um, I was playing a fair amount of Spiral on the plane. So I went from, I think, 24... You Skylanders? Crystal- Sorry. What did I say? <laughs> you said Spyro. You said Spyro. Oh. Oh, sorry. Spyro's Adventures, Skylanders. Um, I'm, I've gone from 24 crystals up to, I think, 50-some. Mm-hmm. So I've unlocked uh, uh, two more um, people whose names I can't remember. Um, I made out like a bandit in Me Plaza. I got like 80 new puzzle pieces over the weekend and like a hundred new people in my plaza and since you have your new and very shiny ipad 3 i uh i booted up plants versus zombies and plowed through that and i proved i'm better at you than in hot shots golf getting negative six on yes hole. you did you did prove that you're better at me in hot shots yeah, golf. that was a full in and out course that was 18 holes that i got oh, negative six on gosh so 
right. So yeah, what did we get at Midwest Gaming Classic? So Midwest Gaming Classic was uh, yesterday and today. We've been spending a lot of time up there, and it was really fun. Anyone who doesn't know, it happens in Wisconsin. Uh, A lot of uh, arcade machine and pinball vendors come there to try and sell some of their machines uh, that they've restored and or would just like to get rid of. And there's also a a vendor room where you can buy tons and tons and tons of old and new games and mostly old games. And there's one great guy called Carlson who has a ton of import games. And I go there and spend a lot of money on Saturn games usually. Not this year, but usually. Um, and there's also community rooms with uh, Retroids.com people, formerly VG Evo. They uh, have a lot of stuff set up for free play and fighting games and all sorts of fun stuff. Great place to bring your family and great place to just come hang out for the weekend and have a lot of fun. Um, we bought some games while we were down there. So let's see. Let's go through. Uh, first off, we got kind of an old classic for the NES. We picked up Star Tropics. In box with manual and and case and everything and uh, including and the letter the letter yeah the yes. letter so nice uh, nice copy of Star Tropics here this is collectible and let's see it was like fifteen bucks that was not bad um, and we found Karaoke Revolution with microphone yes. for five bucks five dollars yes with microphone and so I'm totally that. going to destroy Chris's ears tonight. <laughs> well, not tonight. I hope. Heck yeah. No. All right. So I picked up Xenosaga and Xenosaga Episode 2 and Xenosaga Episode 1, the movie version, <laughs> all in a bundle for, for $15. So lots of Xenosaga action. But now I found out that I kind of need to find Xenosaga 3. And I found out that that's the hard one to find. I didn't know Xenosaga 3 was in short supply. What's up on that? So no clue. And these have like all the manuals and stuff. They're good condition. So I was very happy about that find. Um Ooh, this one has random receipts in it. What what's this? Ooh, found in treasure. Ooh, it's the receipt for the game from GameStop. Alright, Xenosaga episode two, twenty dollar discount, four ninety nine was taken off. Reason companion book. Ooh, what does that mean? I don't know. So somebody bought this game for twenty bucks at GameStop. And they have another receipt. What year? What year? What year? Uh, let's say 2005. <laughs> wow. Good job. Wow. All right. And this one also 2005 Xenosaga episode two. Oh, this was the, no, they bought the game for 50 bucks and 20 bucks was the guide, I guess. Right. And then you get a 10% yeah, discount or 20%, 25% off the guide. Cause they bought it with GameStop's the game. has been doing that for a long time. Long, they've been doing that. Even, even EB games was doing that for wow. a while. Zotan time. is really happy about my, uh, Xenosaga pickup here for 15 bucks. So the question is, will Chris play it? Eventually. <laughs> Probably after I finish skies of Arcadia, which I don't know when that'll be either. We also, f- we picked up, I usually avoid these guys, but I finally broke down this year and said, fine, they exist. I'm going to deal with it. Um, these are people who take old Nintendo cartridges and repackage them and put different ROMs in them. Um, and they've got uh, Earthbound Zero. They make a printing of Earthbound Zero, the the fully translated but never released in the U.S. Uh, Earth uh, Mother, or Earthbound 1 prequel. And it is uh, 35 bucks they wanted for that thing. So... There is uh, Earthbound Zero, if you haven't seen it. There it is on the camera. And, uh, yeah, going to try that out. Uh, also available, what else did I pick up? Um, oh, I picked up a shoot 'em up Einhander for the PlayStation. 
for what was that? Forty five bucks. This this I you overpaid got for. It. Two NES controllers and a zapper. Yeah. I, I've been looking for iNinder for a long time, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, what the did... two NES controllers for eight bucks, a zapper for four bucks. Um, and I just realized I shouldn't have bought the zapper because my LCD TV doesn't work with zappers. What was I thinking? So I don't know what I'm going to use that on. <laughs> um, so I wasted um, four bucks it, on that. Give it to your sister. Uh, the zapper? Oh. Yeah. Well, I think I she already she... has one. Oh, I'm not sure. Let's I'll ask see. her. Which game did you pick up for Brandon again? Thunder was... Force Two. There we go. In, in, in box with manual for ten bucks. That's a good find. And, and then the big finally, I finally broke down and got it because everybody knows that I buy stuff at uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, and within a month or two, it gets announced as an, for HD remake. So this year, I went out and did the big one, Pandra Dragoon Saga for two hundred fifty bucks. Here it is. It's a full set. It's got the manual. It's got the disc in great condition. Uh, it's wonderful, wonderful quality piece here. And um, as I am uh, hoping, this will simply be a very expensive rental. And I'm hoping to play through it, enjoy it, and then sell it on so someone else can enjoy it. Because I don't feel like having $250 of investment in one Saturn game. Unless that Saturn game is uh, Radiant Silver Gun, which I didn't pay that much even for Radiant Silver Gun. So, Panzer Goon Saga. Hopefully, I can finish that and then turn it into a copy of like Albert Odyssey and some other hard to find game that people like. <laughs> people are really hoping that this turns into uh, an HD remake. So, I hope that works out. Of course, I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool, but it, I would lose a lot of money on the game then because the price would come down. <laughs> well, yes, because, you know. You know, honestly, I was surprised. Radiant Silvergun's still selling for 170 bucks at Midwest Gaming Classic, even though it's already out in HD on the 360. Well, so, I thought the collector's market was kind of resilient to HD they remakes. They, they certainly seem to be, and I'll be quite like, honest. You, you don't seem to lose much on it. Like, I'm not too worried about reselling my copy of Zone of the Enders 2 anytime. I saw that also for like uh, 30 bucks or so at the, at the thing. Or maybe it was more than that. Um, I think they're like 90 new and in the 40 range Yeah, this was range totally used. used. Yeah, this was used. Yeah. Um, you don't see a lot of new stuff. I did see a new Final Fantasy VII sealed. It was like 150 bucks or something, which was crazy. Um, that, that's insane. That's yeah, it was wrong. insane in my opinion. Lots of uh, very good condition Super Mario RPGs with boxes in like near perfect condition. It was awesome. Um, they wanted a lot for that though. Yeah. Uh, Earthbound box complete set oh my gosh i had that i remember having that i'm not in it for collecting the 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 boxes and the discs and the manuals i just want the games but unfortunately panzer dragoon saga doesn't seem to exist as disc only i'm sure it's out there but i've never seen it (laughs) it's like everyone treats it like a baby and keeps everything together on it apparently it's because apparently it's the greatest saturn game ever made i guess so I'm going to have to be really careful not to break that case because, as you know, those cases break like crazy. I imagine so. And you can't tell Saturns if you've been transplanted into a new case, really, so I wonder if that's happened here or not. All right, well, enough about what I bought at MGC. Uh, It was a great convention, don't you agree, Anna? Except for the really bad karaoke the first night. Yeah, the karaoke really sucked the first night. <laughs> the The first song that was sung during karaoke was And Then I Got High. It didn't get any better. It was just, the guy had no song choices. No, 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 no. You see, and, and Sam will appreciate this comment. It was 
the karaoke catalog for drunk 20-year-old girls. Oh, my God, yes. See? They so had, it was like There were three, only two Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, there was no Michael Jackson. There was tons of Bon Jovi. There was Lady Gaga. There was Rihanna. There was no Frank, Frank Sinatra at all. There was... Um, no, there was some Frank Sinatra. Like uh, Yeah, songs. it was like New York, New York, though. It yeah. was like songs that fit girl voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was things like um, Should Have Been a Cowboy and, you know... See? Thong. The Thong yeah, song. There was Cisco stuff. There was Justin Bieber. There was Katy oh. Perry. There was like almost every single Katy Perry song. Do you, do you see where I'm going here? Oh, there yeah. was uh, like everything Dixie Chicks. <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. Yes. No. Do, yep. do you see why I call this like the 20-year-old drunk girl karaoke binder? Did, did they uh, have can... Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy? Yes. Oh. I love that song. Oh, oh me too. <laughs> When you're in the right place and you hear that song, yep. oh my god, it was uh, real. Yeah, there was Whitney Houston and oh, no. um, oh, what's that? What's that country chick? Tina something something. Taylor Swift. No, it's Tina something something. I don't remember. She's country. Who cares? <laughs> it's bad. Well, yeah. I mean, you see where I'm going right away with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. So Sam and Scott. Uh, while we were out gallivanting at uh, old retro game conferences, did you have uh, anything awesome that you were playing? We both finished Mass Effect 3 in the same week. Hey! So is the ending controversy justified? Um, no. No? no. You are all entitled whiny little bitch faces. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but like, didn't you hear Mass that Bioware is like, there will be DLC that expands on the questions that are lingering after the answer. No, 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 no. They're slightly caving, kind of, sort of. No, they didn't slightly cave. They completely caved. They did not completely cave. They no, never... no. Complete caving is the Penny Arcade strip, Yes. which I would have been okay with if I'd been named Emperor and the Krogan baked me cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they never actually mentioned that they're making a new ending, so I don't think they caved as much as some headline writers are asserting. But they did put out a statement saying, hey, guys, don't worry, there's going to be DLC that addresses I'm some sorry, of the questions Chris. you have. I think, I honestly think that they just had to leak a little bit of the stuff they were already planning to announce. No, no, I'm sorry, but going from the stance of we have absolutely no intention of changing our that ending. Was, that was a community we manager. That was not Bioware. That was that crazy community manager that you had mentioned. Not crazy. Well, the the person who had to come back and make a post the next night, like, oh, uh, we stand by the quality of our ending. (laughs) We stand by the quality of... I mean, this is the thing is, they basically go from, we do not wish to, you know, damage our artistic of you know, integrity of the game too. We are taking into consideration all the feedback and may provide well, alternative endings. Well, I, you know what? I honestly think it was Anna. So the community manager who was like, we're not going to change anything, probably didn't know about the DLC plans. Um, I'm quite certain that they did. I doubt if it. If it's Why who I'm community... thinking it is, there actually is a good chance. Oh, might. really? Oh, you know them. All yeah. Right. Um, if, if that's look, the case, then they, they've got some new DLC that they I don't, didn't plan okay. on. Who, did the post anymore because I actually think it was pulled down. Hmm. Well, I don't no, and I don't see it anywhere. I uh, see. I wouldn't think community managers would know those details. So, all right. Some do, some don't. Hmm. It's depends. You know who you work for. Um, if it's who I'm thinking it is, which is Chris Priestley. Yes, he would know. Okay. But 
if it's not who I'm thinking, then I don't know, truthfully. And um, I mean, it even varies what, what I know. Like, there are companies, like, even in the, in, even in the MMO companies, setting aside Nantsubian for a minute, there, there's an MMO company that's like, here is our entire schedule for all of 2012 for our 15 games. Have fun. And then there are people that it's like, can we know what's going on next week? Uh, sure, we'll tell you next week. And then they forget? No, but it'll be things like, they will write us at 10 o'clock at night and go, here's all the details for the press release. Can you put this out at 6 a.m., please? <laughs> and it's like, I hate you. And these are people that it's like, you send them the press release, and then they have to send it to the parent company, and the parent send it, company sends it back to the child company, and the child company sends it to you. gets even better when it's like, we deal with the European PR company, who then deals with the child company, who then deals with the parent company. Those get really fun. Oh, goodness. You know what? The ending of Mass Effect 3, I know where the one big, conundrum lies. I mean, I didn't even actually notice it right away until Scott kind of pointed it out to me. So that just goes to show you how much I I didn't care about one thing that people were complaining about. Mm -hmm. As for the actual ending itself, I mean, to me, I was perfectly satisfied with it. I felt like a big damn freaking hero. And that's all I wanted at the end of the day from my ending. The The full game felt like an ending. Okay. Leading up and... I just don't understand this obnoxious behavior of I am not satisfied with the fact that this game does not have a proper resolution and therefore you should change the ending. I think that's completely absurd. And I think that it's so disrespectful to a company that you're demanding this. And I think it's kind of sad if Bioware fully caves to this because I don't think that's right. That's you not standing you know, against your property. There's plenty of great games that start out wonderful and then, yeah, maybe they have a bad ending. Doesn't mean you don't like them any less. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, don't know. I don't understand this. I, I do understand it. I do understand it. It's a game. It's a trilogy series that people invested at least 120 hours of their life, maybe more if they've done dual run-throughs of both both games. If there's something in there that truly doesn't reflect the customized nature of like how everything else in the Mass Effect Nate. Uh, universe works where like you have control over everything and you kind of choose your own adventure as you go and they feel like that doesn't pay off i mean yeah i mean that's that's part of what they've been investing in the whole time to have it twist on them at the very end and not give them that freedom of choice and not that level of control i think it's fair to be upset about it and i, I don't know that well, i fully I agree the with the climax of all these games has always sort of come to one point that you not Can't the first game. The wait. first game, you had a lot of control over details. Like, the the boss fights, you didn't. But, like, the how the ending worked in the first one, you totally had... Um, it was very basic, but you had a lot of control over what is this gonna, ending going to be. You made major decisions there, right? The second one, not so much. It was more like um, replay the ending uh, enough until you actually choose the right answer, you know? And that kind of sucked. So I guess the third one is splitting the difference? I don't know. Um, The third one is basically trying to get the player to think of their moral compass. Yeah. That's what it is. So if your moral compass is one one way, you're going to go towards that direction. If it's something completely different, you're going to go a different direction. Yeah. So... 
that's where I'm kind of like, I don't really see the problem with that. I guess, I guess people were hoping for a lot more hooks in the ending that took into account things. You know, this is really hard for me since I haven't seen the ending. But the, the complaints, as I understand them, is people are looking for hooks in the ending that take into account in, um, interesting big choices that could have big impact that they don't feel were reflected enough in the, in the game. See, for example, the Rachni stuff. You know. See, and I just think people are complaining because they wanted a more wrapped up resolution. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, that's probably what it is, you know, and where else are you going to put that other than the ending, right? But they've already stated this is probably not the end. Okay. Right. Of the series. So you never know what they're going to come up with. And Impor- Import your Mass Effect 3 save file into a into game something else. that doesn't even use Commander Shepard. Oh, crazy. Could be interesting. Yeah, I don't see be. why not. It's not just that. I mean, like, I'd truth- like to see this setting a few thousand years down the line. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, I, and Mathieu in the, in, the, in the chat room points it out that Mass Effect has always been about the ride more than the destination. The majority of your previous decisions are paid off mid-game, not end-game in Mass Effect 3. And he's absolutely right. And I, I guess it just goes to show what, what Mass Effect 3 was really constructed as. Let's, give, let's wrap up all these storylines as the meat of the gameplay and then have an ending that puts a cap on the series that we don't have to worry about being affected too much by the weird choices you make. Because... Honestly, you guys had so many choices. How can we make an ending that changes that much? We'd have to write like 47 different endings or something. Well, and that's just it. That's too much. Yeah. That would be too much. And that's a ridiculous expectation. I guess. And and the the whole thing is definitely this extended cast, like uh, curtain call, where pretty much anyone you've talked to more than once pops in. (laughs) Like... Have you bumped into Conrad Werner yet? Yeah, I I totally forgot him. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I had to look like, him up. <laughs> Can I help you, Shepard? Well, not unless you know anything oh, about a oh my gosh, you don't understand beings and in ancient writings. It's like, yeah, I did my doctoral thesis on this sort of thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't understand. my Conrad Werner. Okay, so my quest was bugged. I went into that section of the Citadel where that stuff happens, and some reason the first part of that quest didn't spawn for me. So I, I went around and did the last part of the quest was like, go check these things and fix these things for this person, then go talk to the person. I'm like thinking that's the quest. And it's like, no, I actually skipped half the quest and he just shows up and gives me the payoff and resolution. I'm like, what? Well, I didn't know you were on this station. And Shepard's like, oh yeah, acting as though he had talked to him earlier and stuff. And I looked it up. I had skipped half the quest somehow. Like, um, you're supposed to like see him like sitting there talking in a corner at the beginning and I didn't see that at all. So like my Conrad Verter totally came out of nowhere. So I had none of the setup at all in the game. It's just like yeah. Conrad Verter's here. Why are you here? What are you doing? Yeah. Apparently he wrote his doctoral <laughs> thesis on ancient languages. Yeah, in I dark had to energy. look that up. I had no idea. I'm like, why are you here? And I'm like, Conrad Verter almost had a PhD. What? That was so funny. It's the only real bug I've found in the game so far. It's great. Uh, like, yeah. you finally get to side with that guy who's trying to get a refund for the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, you can walk up to the shop even go, uh, That was just so give weird. the guy the refund. I know. I, I, for some reason, I was like, I feel like we went through this in Mass Effect 1 for some reason. I don't know why, but I honestly feel like this whole argument happened before. And it's like, it totally did. They're, like, reusing the darn thing. <laughs> and then there's that guy, Scott, we, whose name we could never remember because apparently they never told us. And then when we were, when you were watching me play, you're like, oh, he has a name! 
Commander Coates. <laughs> Who knew? We're like, I didn't because I wasn't no, paying no, that, that was close the- attention. That was the trailer guy who. Oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right. I'm, ang- I'm snarly and British, nice. and I yeah, yeah. go on the microphone, and I'm like, oh, he does All have right. a name. All right, I, I, I mean, just calling him trailer guy. All right. Well, there, we don't want to. S- yeah. There's just so many wonderful moments though in that game. I mean, at the end of the day, the ending is it really shouldn't feel like that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, come on, induction port. <laughs> Emergency induction, induction port. port. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, and the amount of—I'm not gonna lie—I've played so much Mass Effect multiplayer. I—I I didn't think I would like it, and I have so much fun playing it. Like I have my 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 group of gal pals, and we totally come out in our pink armor, and we own the joint. <laughs> and for it's about just so much four fun. waves, and then it goes back. four waves in silver, and then we die. <laughs> ah, that stinks. We we have been trying silver lately, and then we're just like, go back to bronze, go back to bronze, because <laughs> we're just we 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 get we 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 get really cocky at the beginning, and then we get our asses handed to us. Whereas on bronze, we're like, okay, yeah, we're a little bit more confident. We can do this, and it's it's been great. And I mean, I've played with so many people, like um, Alex Fuller. I had the chance to play with him. I had the chance to play with uh, Chloe Kung from the staff. Um, my main group of people I've been playing with, though, are actually work for RPG Fan. Yes, I know. I'm a traitor. Um, well, two of my good girl pals are from RPG Fan, and mm-hmm. we played together. Well, I play and- with you, but you're on the wrong darn machine. No, I'm on the right machine. <laughs> but yeah, we just we've been having a lot of fun. We've also been playing with um, Francesca from uh, Official Xbox Magazine. And oh just, my gosh, the- I, Francesca Ray's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I used to get magazines that she wrote for back in the day. That's funny. Yes, we've been playing with her. How did you find her? Little- Somebody know her um, at RPG Fan or something? We're we're all friends with her. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I mean, we just we've been having such a ball. Um, and like, we're all really, really addicted to it. Like we all like, we'll call each other and it's like, Hey, you want to play some multiplayer? Yeah, let's go do that. And poor Scott has to listen to us have girl talk. <laughs> we feel sorry for whoever like is our like last person in our group Yeah. because usually there's some random person and they might be listening to us talk about like, which boy did we romance in <laughs> Mass Effect 3 or you know, um, our boyfriends and how wonderful they are or something we learned today about cooking. Oh, boy. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really funny. Actually, quick story, but we actually ended up playing one night with a guy who works for Cryptic Studios. Oh, nice. And he was laughing because he was listening to us talk. And we were talking about like games journalism and whatnot. And he's like, oh, you ladies work in the industry. We're like, yeah, we do. And he goes, oh, I work for Cryptic Studios. And we were just like, that's pretty badass. Nice. And like he, he was actually like on the same level that we were. Like He wasn't that great. But by goodness, did he save our asses a couple times. Did you ask him if his company was ever going to put out an MMO that could stay non-free to play for more than a year? I did not say a word about that. <laughs> But you know what? Like, it's been great. He actually friended all no, of us. Awesome, and now actually. every so often he'll pop on. He's like, hey, ladies, you want to play some multiplayer with me? And it's like, absolutely. That is fantastic. That sounds cool. So, I don't get any of that on PC. I just get a bunch of people who don't talk. That, that's what happens on PC. And eventually one person will talk and say, hey, remember to stand in landing zone. And everyone moves back to the landing zone. <laughs> that's all that happens Aww. on PC multiplayer. Yes, but how many times have you heard someone referred to as playing a class called a Vantard? I have I've never heard that. 
Is that what I is that what I'm getting by not having any chat? Is I don't hear the Xbox haters? Is that the the game? I have gotten no haters actually. Like I've never gotten anybody that was obnoxious or anything. Apparently Scott did. If he's yeah. getting Vansard. Wait, did you play with maybe Scott was the obnoxious one? Well, I would no. expect him to be the obnoxious. It could have been one. Eric. <laughs> Damn that guy! <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Speaking I thought you played life. with your friends, Scott. I, I didn't know you played with randoms. Sometimes you get a random, and I'm like, stop being a vantard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ha, There's a I was Van- right. There's a way you play a vanguard. You don't play it that way. <laughs> I am not reviving your butt again. <laughs> Meanwhile, our group of girls is like, oh, did you die? Okay, I'm right next to you. I'll come save you. I'll come save you. <laughs> Oh, you poor thing! <laughs> that's how we. That's how we do it. We're oh, like, dearie. there's, there's nothing more funny than a group being in a, with a group of girls who are exceptionally encouraging to each other. <laughs> it's like, oh, you died. It's okay. You'll get him next time. Oh, that's like playing Monster Hunter with Japanese people. Apparently, they're very <laughs> like encouraging so f- and uplifting when you fail. So, it sounds like a it's good experience. It's so funny. Sounds like it's even good. more funny when we get a random guy and they're like, "Why are you guys being so encouraging at each other?" And it's just like. Because we are. Yeah. It's what like, it us to do Don't better. you guys know this is Xbox Live? You're supposed to hate on each other and tear each other down. What are you doing? I had one random scold me because I had a pink Turian. <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with my pink Turian? <laughs> and he's like, well, it's kind of gay. And I was like, you oh. know what? You're a douche. And then I kicked him out of the game. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Goodbye. So it was like, you don't say that kind of stuff. What happens you know, when you roll a two? You get called a douche and get kicked out of the game. That's how it works. So, like I said, I haven't had any really bad experiences playing with random people, but I think that was really the only one I had. But for the most part, it's been pretty good. And like I said, if anyone ever wants to play, just you know, tweet me and I will gladly come play with you. So, what else have we been playing, Scott? Because we actually played games this week. Well, I've been playing some Triple Town, which I'm not oh, good at. Oh, Triple Town. <laughs> like, I'm better than Chris, but I'm not very good. Yeah, I'm not very good at that game. I'm really... That's my only goal, better than Chris. Better than Chris. Well, success. Anything else? Um, What else? Uh, Some Drake 3. Yeah. He is... I, he's still a douche. Drake still 3, like the drakiness? The drakiness. <laughs> The why the heck is there shooting in this gaminess? The, the shooting's getting the, the shooting's actually pretty solid in this one. All right, it's not like Drake one, and you can find and people. The, you know that's the common internet. You know that's what I hear is like, oh, it's like going back to the shooting of Drake one. Oh my gosh, why are we calling it Drake instead of Uncharted? By the way, uh, because I'm sorry. Much like many video games, it's much more easily identifiable by its primary character than any sort of abstract concept. All right. Fair enough. I like Halo. He's a pretty cool guy. He fights <laughs> aliens and doesn't afraid of anything. Halo the, Halo the Master Chief. <laughs> I like it. All right. Zoltan says that's a title is not a, an abstract concept. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh dear! And your uh, let's see, Sam went away apparently. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. I came back. You came back. Sorry. Did you play anything else? 
We're hearing about um, Drake the Drake three, the Unchartening, and yeah. No, see what it really should have been was Uncarded. That would have been amazing. Have um, little Drake in a racing car. Well, that's Naughty Dog's policy. <laughs> like, actually, it was Uncarted. funny because we, we were talking about this with a friend of ours, and Scott was like, don't you understand how Naughty Dog's business model works? They make a couple games, and then they always make a racing car spin No, the fourth awesome. one is always a racing always game. Always the racing cars. So the next one should be a racing car game. It'd be awesome. Watch Sully shoot people in his little racing car and act like a grumpy Gus. That's I'd be awesome. all over that. <laughs> Mostly because I suck at the real Uncharted games. And don't have the patience for them. I have to I have to see this. Games. Uh, Keith says it. Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing. Oh, Jack yeah. Teta, Jack X Combat Racing. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> we really are ready for Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted, um... The <laughs> uncarded, uncarded. You're right. Uncarded is what it should be. <laughs> but um, in, in terms of games I've been playing, um, I have been playing the 3DS version of Tales of the Abyss. Ooh. Uh, for those of you who've played Tales of the Abyss on PS2, you're missing Diddly Squat. Oh. The 3D is. I, I hate the 3D in this game. Using the 3D in this game is really annoying because I can't read the text most of the time. And it just hurts my eyes, so I turn it off. But the graphics in the 3DS version are actually pretty ugly at times. From far away, the game is hideous looking. Whenever the game's up close, it's gorgeous looking. So I get really frustrated. I'm like, why can't you be nice looking all the time? And then the technical issues that were in the PS2 version are thankfully gone. It's definitely a great game. Like, if you've never played Abyss, this is a good way to go. Absolutely. Um, it, it actually does fit well to being a portable game. Like I said, I can't really hold my 3DS for very long, so an hour at a time is good enough for me. I've already put in about 20 hours. So I've been enjoying that. And I actually started playing Yakuza Dead Souls. Now I want to hear I've about been... this. This is Yakuza with uh, zombies, right? Zombies. Now, like... is it is it feel like a normal Yakuza game still, or is it very different than normal? Okay, so well, All I the people are zombies. Okay. Well, besides that... Actually, I actually had it taken off RB Gamers coverage because the way that they were advertising it was closer to a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Now that I've actually played it, I might have to tell Michael to put it back on. Oh, okay. Because of the fact that um, it uses it – is, it is pretty much Yakuza. It uses the same combat system just with some gunplay added. Still has the same skill system. Uh, the soul and heat systems are still intact. The story writing is still there. Um, it's pretty much a straight-up Yakuza game with shooting. And you don't even have to shoot things if you don't want to. You can, you can still, still walk up and brawl to the zombies. With a bicycle. With a bicycle with or a bicycle. Kick in the face. Or apparently a, I used a forklift. To, I, I can't wait for this forklift now because I had no idea. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thrilled to go find a forklift so I can stab some zombies with it. Um, it's been a lot of fun. The only complaint I have with it is the camera's a little fickle, which I noticed that it's specifically for this one. The other Yakuza games, I've never had camera troubles before, but I think because this one added the shooter element to it, um, the camera's a little bit wonky, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just, like I said, they weren't sure how to develop that properly. I don't know. So the camera's a bit awkward at times. That and shooting and... Whatnot is not even used with R2 
on the PS3 controller. It's R1 for some reason. Oh, so I'm so used weird. to playing a shooter with R2 being the, you know, the button to shoot. Yeah. Not in this case. And it's the That's same when you're trying to ready your gun. Instead of, you know, how you would, like, and try to do sight with your gun, normally you would hit, like, L1, uh, L2. In this case, it's L1. So those things have been a little bit confusing and awkward to get used to. But I still haven't had any trouble, like, in terms of, like, zombies beating me up because I can't figure out the controls. <laughs> Most part, the zombies have been really fun and just easy and stereotypical. So, like, I haven't experienced anything weird yet. That being said, I'm still only in the first uh, part, uh, and I'm playing as Akiyama, which is my favorite character from Yakuza 4. They picked some really weird characters to bring back for this one. Um, like, they picked, of the four characters from Yakuza 4, they picked Akiyama, and I'm pretty sure that's just because he was the most popular of the bunch, when they totally could have picked, like, the Crooked Cop or the Wrestler. Do you know how awesome it would have been to see a wrestler during a zombie apocalypse, just walking up and pile-driving somebody? Yeah. Be- cool. So he's not in it, and neither's the crooked cop. So you get the hot guy from Sky Finance who has lightning-fast kicks. Good enough. Kazuma Kiryu's still in there. Probably is still going to have the same fighting style. And then they brought back one of the support characters from the series, which is uh, Goro Majima. He's this crazy guy with an eye patch who runs around screaming, Kiryu-chan, I love you! And he's really creepy. And I love him to pieces, so I'd be excited to actually play as him. But the other one they brought back was uh, the leader of the Omi clan, which I thought was really bizarre. And now he has a machine gun arm, which I'm, I'm not sure how that happened, but okay. Cool. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the typical slow character of the bunch, so I'm not going to be excited when I have to do his chapters. But Wait, what? Barrett and Yakuza? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so far it's been a lot of fun. Is this? Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Is this a, uh, a standalone game or is it DLC for Yakuza 4? Nope. It's a standalone game. Okay. It's a standalone game that has been written by the same writer for all the Yakuza games. Okay. And for those who don't know, the Yakuza series is actually written by a popular Japanese crime author. Oh. So they actually have like a real writer not a games writer, <laughs> which I, I didn't know till recently. And I thought that was really cool. Um, what system is this game going again? PS3. Thank you. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Like, I've, I have enjoyed my time, and I'm looking forward to going to play some more. Like, this is a series I, I get sad that it gets overlooked, because it was actually Manny who kept saying, Sam, you know, you really should try these Yakuza games. They're a lot of fun. And I did. And I, I don't regret doing that. I've had a ball with every single entry that I've played, except for the first one. I really hate the first one, but I love the rest of them. They're just, if you like a really good story-driven game, the Yakuza ones are great. Like, you will not be disappointed. Hmm. Okay. Sweet. Uh, anything else? You played so much. You know what? Uh, no. Because actually, I haven't really played that much. I know it sounds like a lot, but I've actually been piled under a bunch of schoolwork, and I've actually read more books than I did play games over the week. Hmm. I also read like four books a week. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Do Do you know if that uh, that crime creator Yakuza guy? He doesn't have anything to do with like four two eight on the Wii, does he? No. Koichi Nakamura or anything like that? Okay. 
All right. No. Totally different. But the the group that did Yakuza, which is Amusement Vision, uh, they did the, the last game they did was um, Binary Domain. Oh. Sega which has game. been getting some mixed reviews. But um, I know a lot of people who've been enjoying that one, so I might pick it up at some point. Interesting. All right. Cool. And this is the same group who had some mild hand in Shenmue. Well, so. obviously, if they added forklifts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> forklifts, I mean, it, it's obvious who totally was a part of that. All right, well, I yeah, think it's... Oh, not yeah. too many of them, considering that the budget of the first two games was about half the budget of the first Shenmue. Well, that had that other guy who brings money with him, right? Yeah, but this licensed the likenesses of famous actors. Oh. Well, that's weird. That's true. And still managed to come in at, you know, $21 million for two games. All right. Is that low or high? You're going to have to help that's me out. It's pretty here. low. That's, I, okay. Well, the first Shenmue game costs Compared to indie games, it's like a million. lot, you know? <laughs> We can't rag on Shenmue anymore, Scott. People will get upset. Yeah, you I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. This no, is going to be my thing for a no, while. No, Screw I think no. it's time for Forklift to come and take this podcast away. So I, wanna I agree. Th- I want to thank everyone for staying up late ni- tonight and uh, listening to us and chatting in the chat room. If you'd like to join us, we are normally 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live. You can chat and uh, talk back to the show just like Zoltan and other people have been doing today. You can send us feedback at podcast at rpgamer.com. You can join us on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Our podcast threads are in the uh, latest update section of the forums. Go check it out there. And, of course, you can uh, send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098, which we will usually tend to play on the show. Keep it under 30 seconds or so and uh, something interesting, and we'll play it right here. Uh, I think that's it. Midwest Gaming Classic was fun. Thanks to all the people out there and the uh, Retroids people for having an awesome party and all that stuff. And thank you to Guy who sold me Pandra Goon Saga because I get to have a lot of fun with that now. And I think uh, that's going to be it for this week. Next week, Xenosaga will be out. Or not Xenosaga, Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles will be out in the U.S. And it's going to be uh, time for people to try that out and see if they're liking it as much as the hype has made it out to be. Hopefully, exciting. hopefully we have a. Do we have a review copy for that? Or are we are we gonna have to go out and buy that? I uh, don't know from this case. Well, you know, we already reviewed the English version. Euro, exactly. We are, we did the European. So it, it's awesome. Go buy it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> it does live up exactly. to the height. <laughs> so enjoy that. And uh, with that, I think we will see you next week. And thanks everybody. Good night and goodbye. Good night. <laughs>